This is exactly right. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a Bananas Minisode. I am Kurt Brownoller. I am Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. Thank you for listening to the mini version of the silliest little podcast that ever was. We take your banana stories, tell them, and then tell our own. Yes, we right? do. We got some good ones, Scotty, here. Uh, so I have one. Please. Which is pretty fantastic. This comes from Monica Power. Thank you, Monica. Ooh, good name. Yeah, pretty good name. Thanks, uh, Monica. That is, yeah, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if it's her real name. Okay. Uh, it's from Instagram. Hey, Kurt and Scotty, I've got yes. a banana story about a science experiment gone very wrong. <laughs> Great start. Right? Good yeah. sentence. Good opening sentence, good Monica. She should be a novelist. Yes. In high school, I had a study hall with my chemistry teacher. On this particular day, my friend Amy and I were the only two people in study hall, and my science teacher was setting up an experiment for her class the next day. Oh, yeah. The experiment was to make fake, quote, snow using the powder that she'd found in baby diapers. Cool. She was a really nice teacher and showed us a demo of the experiment, allowing us to each take home a Ziploc baggie of the fake snow. Yes. Later that evening, I was home getting ready for a band concert to paint a picture. I had to wear tuxedo pants, a cummerbund, and a bow tie. Very unflattering for a (laughs) 14-year-old girl. Uh, My home phone rang, and when I answered it, I was surprised to hear my chemistry teacher sounding panicked on the line. She asked if I had my fake snow, so I checked my backpack and realized it must have fallen out of my broken zipper on the bus. Yes. Without an explanation, she told me to turn on the local news and that she had to call the police. The headline on the news was suspicious white powder found on bus. And the footage was of elementary school kids being sprayed down by men in hazmat suits. Oh, no. It turns out that some fourth and fifth graders found my fake snow and were playing (laughs) with it before they showed the bus driver who worried it might have been drugs or anthrax. Yes. Main Street was shut down. Children were being quarantined. A Black Hawk helicopter was surveying the town. Incredible. And the local police picked me up as I arrived to my band concert to escort me to the scene. At the, quote, scene of the crime, the police had me identify the substance, which was locked in an armored truck, inside which was a steel safe. Inside that was a plexiglass box. Cool. Inside that was a sealed bag with my fake snow. Oh, my God. The next day, my sister drove me to the police station to drop off apology cookies, and the police chief told me, although it cost the town $10,000. Yeah, I bet it did. It was a good practice drill for the town. Thanks for bringing lots of laughs and smiles, Monica. Incredible, Monica. Great one. Yeah. That, um... Yeah, this was in Clinton, Connecticut. My dad thought it was so funny that he had the image from the news of the hazmat guys as his desktop background for years. Insane. <laughs> Just making fake snow. Just being a smart, sciencey kid, making some <laughs> fake snow. These little kids wanted to play in it. I don't know how fast yeah. anthrax kills you, but it seems like by the time the biohazard guy, if it was really anthrax, I think those kids would have been in a bad way. Yeah, anthrax really came like 
it was like 9-11 and then boom, Anthrax. Like yeah. that was the first time I had ever heard of Anthrax outside Me of too. being a band. Yeah. It was just like 9-11 and then Anthrax is everywhere. And it was yes. always just powder. Wow. Um, That's a fun one. We had a fake snow at one of your live shows once. We did. I forgot about we that. We should that do was, that um, if we tour. We should uh, figure out how to do that if we yeah. can tour. It's, yeah, it's just so we had that was like the I think that was one of the best shows we ever did. That show yeah. was um, it was a big countdown. So there's a countdown clock. I think it was called the final countdown. It was show. called the grandest finale, I think. The grandest finale. And we had a <laughs> countdown clock that was going on stage for the entire show. Right. And, that the, and I just kept saying, like, right at the top of the show, I was like, guys, we're going to have the grandest finale you ever saw. <laughs> I just can't wait. And as soon as I finish those words, like, <laughs> this is like the first 30 <laughs> seconds of the show. Yes. Like 500 balloons dropped from the ceiling. A yep. fan guy started up. Two yep. Smurfs came out and started firing confetti cannons over firing to the crowd. Confetti. Yeah, two blue two, face two, paint. Two, two blue, <laughs> two blue, like just, just guys that we got to paint themselves blue and have little white Smurf hats on came out, shot confetti cannons. And then I was we like really very did. upset. Yes. Super upset. Like, no, no, no. We fucked it all up. No. Yeah. <laughs> this was supposed to happen. This is a $5,000 ending. This was supposed to happen at the end. <laughs> and throughout and the rest then... of the show, Kurt kept getting interrupted. Everything that was supposed to happen there was supposed to be the greatest grand finale you've ever seen in your entire life. And instead, we intentionally did it so that like every 10 minutes, some incredible <laughs> weird thing would happen. Yeah. I mean, I, there was two separate shows, so I'm kind of confusing what happened. But I remember on one show... Like oiled, oiled up muscle men came out and threw hundreds of little um, mm-hmm. of, uh, of air car deodorizers, pine tree air fresheners, fresheners. the pine tree yeah. air fresheners. Yeah. The whole place smelled so much of pine; it was like you <laughs> wanted was to a vomit. Mistake. I still have some of those. I you still do? have some from that show. Oh I have. A, I can see them right now. We had a the, brass band. That was how we ended the show, right? A brass band led everyone out and then we walked for maybe like two full miles to a, a like an arcade we had a um, heavy like metal that. skeleton in black light dance so violently and spray the crowd we did it was a skeleton puppet to end the show all the lights went out when it was supposed to be the grand finale and it went pitch black and then we had this black light skeleton go absolutely named hot carl go absolutely mm-hmm. insane that's really a good and then at, at a certain point too two two bears in like two actual bears dressed up in Hawaiian t-shirts came out and punted, <laughs> I <laughs> punted forgot this. beach balls at everyone's oh, face. Oh, that's right. I forgot that. <laughs> like 50 beach balls. Yeah. <laughs> they were the beach bears. The beach bears. <laughs> and we tried to get Coolio. We tried to get Coolio, but we couldn't. And we tried oh, yeah. to get Positive K, and we couldn't get him. Then we tried to get the guy, I think it's Eni Kamozi, who sings Hot Stepper. All these people are available for $4,000, and we couldn't get any of them to show up to this show. <laughs> but then upon exiting... And then upon exiting, I think it was just one person playing yakety sax yes. on the saxophone, and yep. it was everyone walked out <laughs> into an alley in Los Angeles in t- January, but still it was like 65 degrees, yes. and it was actually just slowly... It was snowing outside it was fantastic (laughs) (laughs) oh riot la shows i hope those come back that was at the r.i.p the stink the punk rock club the stink right or smell the smell the smell the smell not the stink and i confused it with a with a with a very similar um venue in baltimore in the 90s called the small intestine right um but yeah 
the smell. Wait, that was a great show. Guys, when we tour the Bananas podcast, we can't guarantee all of those things. But we promise we'll have Charlie Fromage, the fan guy. Charlie um, Fromage. I think I'm going to buy a Sprinter van and wrap it into a banana mobile that uh, will have a built-in photo-looking thing so you can take pictures against it anytime you want. And we will have local dumb stuff happening at as many shows. We will try to do a fully immersive show, hopefully this fall. Yeah, well, yeah, we should get on actually scheduling that and doing we it We should up. start scheduling that because we can do outdoor places. We can do breweries. We can do... Yeah. Like, if, they, if a place can sit... 300 people will come kick their asses with banana joy. Oh, hell yeah. You got a story? I do. I got sent two stories by Mandy Striff. Mandy has sent us a lot of good stuff, so thank you, Mandy. She also has a great Instagram, which is a book and a cocktail in every photo. Yes, yes. You've seen it. It's great. Have, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, she sent us two great stories, and uh, I think she used to work for like as a Disney performer, like a mascot. Mm-hmm. So we're going to use another Mandy story in the future, but this one just really hits the spot. Hey there, Banana Boys. My partner and I used to work for a major cruise line as performers. It was the biggest cruise ship on the ocean at the time of this story, and the ship had a deck called the Promenade. Sounds so far? Got it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Promenade ran the entire length of the ship, and it was open to two stories. Think wrapped around the second floor balcony, looking down at an arcade. Shops, restaurants, antique cars, photo ops, blah, blah, blah. So if you're in the main heart of this beast of a cruise ship, you can see the whole promenade. Now, every week on the last night of the cruise, there would be a children's parade. How nice is that? Uh, All of the ensemble members, again, she does like Disney stuff and Pixar stuff. All of the ensemble members, acrobats, dancers, waitstaff, housekeeping, activities crew, even the bands had to be a part of this parade. The cruise ship had uh, the rights to DreamWorks characters. (laughs) Cruises are insane. Cruises Cruises are bananas. We should, I don't know how many bananas we'll have like a year from now, but we should try to figure out a bananas cruise, even if it's just like, we a can three we can hour cruise. We can easily do it because I we did one for Max Fun where it was I I think only two hundred people bought That's tickets. Perfect. But it was like but it was on a bigger cruise ship, so there was probably two thousand people, but then two hundred of us were just there for that thing and there was podcasts during the day and shows at night. Let's do it. I am let's down do for it. bananas. Let's do it in Lake cruise. Michigan. Let's do it or like let's do it in Chicago or Seattle. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Do or the you Caribbean. think that there's a cruise ship that goes into Lake Michigan? I don't know. Probably like they have those <laughs> wedding they have those wedding boats, so maybe they can fit two hundred people in for a show on a cruise. But yeah, let's go oh, to so Fort funny. Lauderdale. That's more our speed. Let yeah, let's go let's go to uh the Bahamas somewhere. Yeah. You know? Let's go Even to the cruise ships cruise ships are Highly, highly problematic. But if we can ignore all of the problems for a moment for three days, let's do a three day cruise. I'm in. Sounds exciting. I'm only drinking banana daiquiris the entire time. I'm, I'm going to die of potassium poisoning. Yeah, there we go. So this cruise ship had the rights to DreamWorks characters and had a team of poorly paid performers who would dress up mascot style like Shrek, the penguins from Madagascar, and Kung Fu Panda. Now, let me go back a second. When you get fired for misconduct on a cruise ship, you have a trial in the morning, and if you're found guilty, you have 
two hours to pack your bags and get off the boat. One yeah. of the activities crew members got fired uh, because he had a giant bag of sex toys that he didn't take with him. He didn't get fired for the sex toys. He got fired for something else, but he left a giant bag of sex toys in his locker or whatever. Okay. In his DreamWorks locker, which is even funnier. Uh, so he told a buddy it was there and peaced out. The friend he told thought it'd be funny to hide a 12-inch hot pink suction cup dildo inside of the Kung Fu Panda sock for the parade. You know inside what? Inside the, the Kung Fu Panda's sock? Yes. So it's a big mascot costume. It has big socks. He puts a 12-inch hot pink suction cup dildo inside the sock. Wow. For Kung Fu Panda <laughs> at the children's parade. Okay. So... The Kung Fu Panda uh, gets to the center of the promenade. Uh, there are 6,000 people who come to see this at the end of every week. Uh, he gives it a haya, a haya, a haya, and out of his sock, unbeknownst to him, so this is a different person, flies the 12-inch hot pink suction cup dildo at the children's parade. The stage manager sees it, panics, tells a crew member to get it over the headset. The crew member goes out, realizes what it is, does not want to touch it, begins kicking it. <laughs> <laughs> towards an antique car. Uh, well, being dildo-shaped, uh, the dildo bounces all wonky and doesn't go towards the car at all, so he has to keep kicking it towards the car. There are 6,000 people with cell phone cameras taking photo and video of this the entire time. Oh, my God. This is the most bananas sentence of the whole story. Oh, wow, because I've already, I've already thought we hit peak bananas. I didn't know this was possible. The stage manager... Calls or contacts the cruise ship, and they cut the entire internet for the entire cruise ship so that nobody could videotape and post online the photos and videos of the crew member kicking the dildo through the children's parade. So many angry Karens at the customer service desk that night. So uh, our good friend Mandy and... And our friend Chad are having dinner. They didn't have to perform that night. Even though they're oh, performers, wow. they weren't a part of it. They get a thread that starts, if anyone has any information about the dildo at the parade, please talk to me. Please come talk to me. <laughs> they start cracking up, having no idea. Two minutes later, they get another text from the captain saying, please disregard fish previous message <laughs> mandy says excuse me disregard i text the thread if anybody has any information about a missing dildo at the parade please call mandy in cabin 43306 i've got booze mandy's fun naturally the uh naturally i had a crowded cabin that night all the deets and the videos come to her the next morning the cruise director calls her into the office saying if it's yours uh and tries to get her to narc on who it was she refuses to do it the captain pulls out the dildo, smashes it onto the desk with its suction cup, and as he's berating her, it's wiggling back and forth, <laughs> saying, come on, Mandy, you got to tell me. We both just started laughing so hard, I'm willing to bet he still has it and keeps it in that drawer to this day. This is the legendary story of Kung Fu Panda 12-inch hot pink suction cup dildo. Love you, boys. Love the pod. Mandy and Chad. Oh, man. What a that great is... story. That is an amazing story. I am blown away. Uh, and to any of our bananimals who listen to this podcast with your children, uh, you're going to have some explaining to do, and we're very sorry. <laughs> but we are adults, and, and we cover adult topics. <laughs> Isn't that so fun? Isn't that yeah, I mean, so fun? I mean, what can I've you already do? Told, I've already told my double-ended dildo story, so we can't do that one. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I feel like um, this one is one of those great things where when paradise is lost, the way that panics protect kids, like this is when the tiger at the zoo sprays you with urine. This yeah. is when the monkey slings poo at you. There is some great thing where, I, I mean... America's Funniest Home Videos has been on the air for 40 years showing this guy. Mm. I, but I absolutely love when something so innocent goes totally awry and then all the parents are just covering their kids' eyes and sc- and with cell phones. It's like the perfect storm. And it make I've never been on a cruise. I've never done one before. It just got a lot more interesting to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, like... <laughs> also, I just don't know... I don't think my, I don't, yeah, it depends on what the age of the kids are. But I mean, like, if they're really, really young, they're not going to know. It just looks like kind of a thing. You know what I yeah. mean? I love, I love the kicking. I feel yeah. like I've kicked a dildo around before. Of course you have. Anybody worth their salt has. <laughs> of course you have. Oh, it Absolutely. was in a movie. It was in a movie. It was in a movie I did called B-Roll that never was released. It was never released whatsoever. Well, that's weird. We shot a movie for three weeks. It was really fun. And then never saw the light of day. But in it, I, there's a scene where someone gets punched with a dildo, and then it gets fu- and then it falls on the ground, and then I'm kicking it away from because I don't want to touch it. So yeah, makes sense. That's the way you interact with a dildo. You don't know where it's been. Yeah, absolutely. I gosh, I think. Uh, well, you made glass a glass one. I have a glass one for one of your comedy specials. That is right I, because that double ended dildo story was on that my first uh, record. And so it's a double end, and the and the record company happened to be, of course, this is Portland. The record company happened to be next door to a glass dildo store, not like factory, and uh, and they're always like, "Do you guys ever need any glass dildos for merch or whatever?" And I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna need a double ended glass yeah. dildo. It's like in a it's in a case and everything, right? It looks yeah. terrifying. It, it looks great. I have it. Yes, I almost want to keep it by my bedstand to be the weapon I use <laughs> if there's a home intruder. Yes. Where like yes. if I ran out with that, and instead of being like, "Get out of here," I was like, "Finally, let's party." <laughs> uh, we'll what see how bold says, they are. Says Kurt and Scotty, butt to butt forever. Forever. For EVA. Yeah, it's <laughs> fan. Fantastic. We used to throw these huge parties in college uh, up at UMass, and I had a sketch comedy team, and we made TV show. And while we were shooting that show, one of the things is we wanted a guy who was threatening to jump off a building, uh, but he was holding a dildo to his head. So instead of a gun, like you would see, and we had right. a sketch called The Negotiator. I played this negotiator who would show up to talk people down, but I would also negotiate every single step of the way. So if the cops are like, don't go past that line, I'd be like, can I stand right there? And they'd be like, damn, he's good. And so <laughs> all day long, it was a funny little sketch. It was cute. The Negotiator was a really smart sketch. Um, so you know how every small town has that... Uh, adult video store that also mm-hmm. sells that stuff right oh, on the yeah. fringe of town yep. and everybody pretends it's not there and there's always like one beat up Ford Tempo parked outside that the guy the only employee and uh but they never go out of business do they so yeah. we go in and we know we knew we needed a big a, a big schlonger so we were like let's get the biggest one they got and that brand they had three of them in on a like hanging on the display and the brand was the 12 inch super ballsy cock so we bought one and we throw a huge party and it disappears so we went 
and bought another one. And uh, we threw a party after we shot the sketch, and that one disappears. And so now we're really confused uh, because we're like, it was in a drawer. Like, it wasn't just out. Yeah. Uh, so we go back and we buy the third. So we've cleared this place out. Like, whoever does inventory there must have been like, these things are flying off the shelves. <laughs> Bring a truckload of these things in. <laughs> so our solution to... And we found out that this girl had stolen both of them. A friend of ours. A same person. Student, same, same person? Yes. Yes. Oh. And she was very... She was a very... Um, melodramatic person i Uh I think she she wore black stockings all the time she was Mm -hmm. smoked cloves she Uh she loved the movie the crow and she she was just opening drawers probably a klepto saw it stole it and had been using it and we found out because her college dorm room roommate told us and then asked us if we wanted it back and we said no thank you (laughs) and then she felt so bad she threw it out and then she came to a party, and she stole another one. And then we asked her, we want it back? And we said, no, we do not. And so we knew her. I can't remember her name. I wouldn't say on the pod anyways. But we knew who it was, and we, we would tease her about it. And, but to prevent her from stealing the third one that we knew we were going to use as a prop for some very highbrow comedy, we put it dead center in our fish tank in the middle of the living room. So the fish <laughs> swum around it. Beautifully under that glowing halogen light, and at every party, people would see it. There's so many photos out there on disposable cameras of our fish tank that had some beautiful, beautiful mollies and guppies and tiger barbs, and then a 12 inch. That was our Fort Knox. We put a moat around it so she couldn't steal it anymore. And boy, when I put that on the out on the street with a free sign on it, it went pretty fast. <laughs> Is that crazy? She kept stealing and using it. I was like. Dildos are expensive. It was clandestine. If, she if liked it the, looks good to you, if it looks good to you, get it. If it feels it. good, do it. No shame in her game. I hope she still has the second one she stole. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, send us your weird stories. Go join us at uh, the Bananas Podcast on Instagram and send us some, uh, some sweet stories of your own. Maybe we'll do them on a mini-sode. Absolutely. Two a month. Thank you so much, everybody listening. We love doing bananas, and uh, we love all your feedback. So thanks so much. Curdy B. Bananas. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 